0: Welcome back to the show. Guys, I, uh, I'm i really excited. I'm naming this an ABFAB. You can watch it on. I just did some research. I watched it on the plane, but you can watch it on Amazon Prime if you're a subscriber. Um, it's a documentary called Game Changers, and it is absolutely fabulous. I'm naming it an ABFAB item. It's all about game shows, which if you're listening to this station, chances are you're a fan of pop culture, and this is a pop culture lover's Dream. Dream. I mean, <laughs> it's just chock full of fun stories told by the masters of the genre of your favorite game shows, and you name it. You name a game show, they probably discuss it. From Wheel of Fortune to To Tell the Truth to Price is Right to Deal or No Deal to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Joker's Holly, Wild. Joker's Wild. I love Joker's Wild. They talk about everything, and Alex Trebek hosts it. And he gets he sits down with most of the greats. Uh, the only person kind of missing, and I and I probably sadly am guessing that it has something to do with poor health. Uh, Bob Barker is not interviewed, uh, which is a notable absence. Mm. Uh, uh, but I, I'm just going to quickly go through some of my favorite moments. I think I've queued up. I managed to queue up uh, my prime. I think pretty well. First, the great Peter Marshall. Now, Peter Marshall, everybody, for you younguns out there, like thesis and all of our twenty and thirty somethings, Peter Marshall was was one of the greatest game show hosts, and he hosted one of the greatest reigns of a of a game show, The Hollywood Squares, mm. and this was Peter Marshall took uh, had it when it was in its prime, and it was hysterical. A lot of double entendres. They had some regulars like Paul Lend. Well, here he is, I think I've queued this up well, Uh, here he is telling Alex about the taping schedule, about the taping schedule, and how the taping schedule for Hollywood Squares would sometimes lead to some antics. Um, He'll explain. Anyway, we ran 16 years, and Breakfast at Tiffany's closed in Boston, so... You never know. Object for the players is to get three stars in a row, either across or down a diagonally. It is up to them to figure out if the stars to you a correct answer, make you one up. That's how they get the square. The game is worth $200. We play a two out of three match. Our players play for $400, and every day we play the secret square game. We'll start with that. One of the things a lot of people don't know about game shows is that we usually tape five in a day. Right. And one of the great things about Hollywood Squares is that you guys would tape three and then have a luncheon or dinner break right. followed by. The last two the last shows. two shows. And in the luncheon break, there were alcoholic beverages <laughs> served. <laughs> oh, and that made the Thursday and Friday shows <laughs> of the week more special than they were. ever. I never imbibed. No. No. But, George uh, Goebel did. Uh, Mr. Goebel did, and Mr. Lynn did, and, uh, and a lot of people did, and it was fun. In what state was Abraham Lincoln born? In what state? Mm-hmm. Like all of us, naked and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's the great Paul in there. So, and then Drew Carey told a story uh about, and it's ironic, yesterday was the anniversary of Drew taking over for The Tonight Show. Uh Here's a little clip of Drew. This is from the trailer for Game Changers. That's the documentary we're talking about. Drew um, was done with the Drew Carey show on ABC. He was done with Whose Line Is It Anyway. He was sitting on a bucket of cash. Really didn't need to work. Mentally didn't really want to work. He was doing some stand-up, uh, stand-up gigs when his agent called him. And his agent called him and said, CBS Casting is calling me. They want you to replace Bob Barker on The Price is Right. And Drew laughed and said, I'm not doing, and this is his words, not mine. I'm not doing that old woman show. I'm not doing that that grandpa grandma show. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that game show. And and then uh, he said, like a couple months went by, and his agent called him again and said, CBS is on the phone again, and they really, really want you. And the agent's like, I think you should consider this. And he said, you know, he changed his tune a little bit. He goes, you know, out of professional courtesy. I should, at the very least, have a meeting with these people with CBS, and he sat down with the executive, and this is what happened. This is Drew telling the story, which I thought was really, really good. The producer of the of the show, uh, he asked me he goes, what's the what's your favorite thing to do?" And I said, "I love to leave big tips." And he goes, "Well, on the price is right, you get to do that every day. And I swear And that was it. He said, wow. Drew said, it really is." His favorite thing to do, because the producer is like, you know, in your life, what brings you the most joy? And Drew, the, the story is a little bit longer when you see the documentary. But Drew said, bottom line, I love to go into a restaurant and I love to leave a big tip and make that server's day. And then the producer and because Drew was ready to walk. He, he humored him with a meeting, uh, but he's like, yeah, I still nah, a game show. I don't know. And then he said and then the producer said that famous line of, Well, on the price is right, you get to leave a big tip to people every day and make their change their lives. And Drew said, at at that moment. At that moment. Give me that uh, long microphone. Give me give me the job, I'll take it. And then it was a done deal. From that one from that one answer from that very smart producer changed Drew's career. Moving to Wheel of Fortune, and maybe I'll play, I'll, I'll find this clip uh, a little bit later. I'll bring this up again, but Wheel of Fortune was very interesting because, and a lot of people don't remember this, especially our younger viewers. When you think of, you, when you think of Wheel of Fortune, you think of Pat Sajak and Vanna White, right? Right. Okay. Well, <laughs> that wasn't uh, always the case. So I, I'll try not to get too technical. Wheel of Fortune started out On NBC Daytime. So after the Today Show and before the soaps, the networks ran a lot of game shows in the late in the 70s and then in the early 80s. And then game shows kind of died out in the late 80s, early 90s. And NBC or uh, Wheel of Fortune was just part of the NBC schedule. And back then it was Chuck Woolery of Love Connection fame and a woman named Susan Stratford, who was the Vanna White. And the show had run for, I believe, four, three or four years, and the show was owned, created by a gentleman named Merv Griffin. He even uh, he owned Wheel, he owned Jeopardy, too. And Merv Griffin's son tells this great story of how, in the like the fourth year, Chuck Woolery kind of got big in his britches, Lex, and was like, "Okay, this show is a is a decent hit. wasn't the phenomenon that it is today, but it's doing all right for NBC." I'm gonna ask. For I think triple my salary, and both Susan and and Chuck did that, and they were getting ready to go out uh, to tape an episode, and Merv kept saying, "No, I'm not. We're not making that much money yet. The show is still, I think, third in the ratings on NBC." And they they it was taping day, and Chuck and Susan locked themselves in their dressing room. And Merv was on the set at the time because uh, Wheel of Fortune was Merv Griffin's baby. And Merv went to the dressing room, was knocking on the door, and Chuck goes, I'm sorry, I-, I can't come out. And Merv goes, That's okay, you're fired. And fired both of them instantly. Shut down the show. Whoa. Shut down the show. Chuck thinking, We're taping. There's no way they can get rid of us. Oh, <laughs> oh, yes, they can. <laughs> Can't, uh, fired them instantly. Merv got rid of both of them. Shut the show down. Sent the people home. And then uh, saw Pat. I think on like a Canadian show. And his son tracked him down, and Pat came in. Da 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 da. They saw Vanna White on an episode of The Price Is Right. She was a contestant on The Price Is Right. Whoa. And Vanna was one. Of, yeah, Vanna was one of three was the most nervous, Pat said. Uh, but there was something that Merv liked in her, and she was eventually named after a couple tryouts. She was named the... The uh, permanent letter turner and has been on the show ever since. But yeah, this is it all was in this documentary. All in the documentary. Great stories like this, and this is only. I pulled three out. Where can There's, we find this to get game changers? Game changers. If you just tuned in, great documentary on game shows. I'm uh, looking. I watched it on the plane, but in the commercial break, I. Uh, if you have an Amazon Prime membership, okay, you can watch it on Amazon Prime. Cool. For free, I'm I'm watching it now, and it's available for rent. If you have Apple TV, it's like three bucks or something to rent. Guys, it's really, really fascinating. If you grew up on game shows, uh, and again, it's well done. Don and I always like, you know, crappy documentaries drive me nuts. This is a a well-made documentary. (laughs) I'll share more stories later on. Like Regis talks about who wants to be a millionaire. Howie Mandel tells about the interesting uh, evolution of deal or no deal. And, uh, and much more. So, game changers, everybody. The history of game shows. Ooh. Ab, it's a definite Ab Fab. I. Absolutely fabulous!